What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Heath Mulligan Project, the podcast where we're helping you discover your purpose, your passion, and your possibilities. In this season, season six, we've been going through the 21, the 21 indispensable qualities of a leader, a great book by John Maxwell, a companion book to his 21 irrefutable laws of leadership. Uh, This has been uh, over the last, you know, nearly three weeks of reading a chapter in this book every day. Man, it has just been a a really great learning experience. Uh, Typically, you know, just reading a chapter that morning and then just kind of stewing on it and then recording the podcast has been a really good, really good experience. And through this experience, it's kind of given me a vision uh, for where the podcast is going in 2021. Really, really excited uh, about bringing you more content that can inspire you to live the life you're supposed to live and be the person you're supposed to be. So let's jump right in. Uh, this is chapter 20 of the book, episode 20 of this season. And the quality we're going to talk about today is teachability. To keep leading, keep learning. And there's two quotes I want to share with you before we get into the chapter. The first is from Gerald McInnes, the president and CEO of Respironics Incorporated. Here's what he said. Value your listening and reading time at roughly 10 times your talking time. This will assure you that you are on a course of continuous learning and self-improvement. John Wooden, the famous coach from UCLA, said, it's what, it's what you learn after you know it all that counts. As with the other uh, chapters, man, this one was very challenging, but also, uh, as Maxwell's done, this book is so practical. Can't recommend it enough. He's going to share with us Five guidelines to help us cultivate a teachable attitude. And then he's going to share with us uh, three things we can do to improve our teachability. Now, maybe as we get into this, you're like, man, Heath, I don't even know what does teachability even mean. Hey, that is your ability to shut up and listen. That is your ability to receive instruction and apply it. It is your ability to admit you don't know everything, you don't know how to do everything, and to put yourself in a position where you are learning new things, you're learning how to do them and why to do them, and it and it is and it's not just uh what you learn, it's who you learn from. You That you have the attitude that you can learn from just about anyone. After all, if a leader already possesses influence and has achieved a level of respect, why should he keep growing? The answer is simple. Your growth determines who you are. Who you are determines who you attract, 
who you attract determines the success of your organization. And here's five guidelines to help you cultivate and maintain a teachable attitude. Number one, cure your destination disease. Some people mistakenly believe that if they can accomplish a particular goal, they no longer have to grow. Effective leaders cannot afford to think that way. The day they stop growing is the day they forfeit their potential and the potential of the organization. Remember the words of Ray Kroc from McDonald's. As long as you're green, you're growing. As soon as you're ripe, you start to rot. I believe it was in the book Atomic Habits uh, that James Clear talks about this. That he talks about like a lot of habits and a lot of goals. Uh, and again, all the goal books, that all the goal setting books I've read, they all say the same thing. You know, it's once you've achieved something, you know, if your goal is to run a half marathon, once you've run that half marathon, what do you do then? Uh, that's why one of the things they say is, you know, your goal shouldn't be to run a half marathon. Uh, your goal should be to become a runner. Become a runner who can run a half marathon. And that way, it's about the journey. It's about becoming that and not just doing this one thing uh it's a great thing um you know it's a great thing to have sales goals hey we want to make this many sales but it's more important to say you know what i want to become the type of person who makes this many sales and then you can do it consistently and that keeps you fired up because then oh my goodness man i'm getting fired up here when you're, my goal is to be healthy. My goal is not just to be, uh, get down to about 170, 180 pounds. That'd be a, that's a pretty healthy weight for me. My goal is not just to do all these things to lose weight. My goal, and, and I've been, listen, I've been trying for, man, 13 years. To lose weight? I mean, how old are my daughters? 17? I've been trying for 17 years to lose weight. And when my daughters were born, I really only needed to lose about 20 pounds. And now I need to lose about 60 pounds. And, man, I've been hit and miss. But my goal now is not just to lose weight. My goal is to be healthy and pain-free and flexible. And if I'm healthy, in order to be healthy, pain-free, and flexible, I got to lose weight. And so I've kind of changed. The goal is not what's on the scale. The goal is how I feel. The goal is how I can perform. And that's something I got to sharpen every single day. So cure your destination disease. Number two, overcome your success. Man, this one hit very close to home. Effective leaders know that what got them there doesn't keep them there. Consider this. 
If what you did yesterday still looks big to you, you haven't done much today. That's That one hit me. Um, I know in my first ministry position, I would say the first five years, man, tremendous success. In the second five years, I was there 10 years, second five years, things really started to change. Things started to change around me, and I did not adapt. And I did not change, and I did not improve, and I was resting on that, you know, there was so long that I rested on what got me the job. And I went into this job having so much to prove and so excited and man, I lost that zeal. And eventually I lost that job. And you got to, man, you got to always be, uh, you always got to be going after something, improvement, bet you bettering yourself. You know, the you know, the old saying, What have you done for me lately? I mean, that's kinda true, it's kinda sad. But if you're just resting on your laurels, it's not gonna get you anywhere. And I'm not saying you work yourself to death. I'm just saying, man, God designed us with this desire to face and overcome challenges. So you gotta overcome your success. Number three, swear off shortcuts. Nancy Dorman, a friend of John Maxwell, said, the longest distance between two points is a shortcut. As you desire to grow in a particular area, figure out what it will really take, including the price, and then determine to pay it. Uh I think one of the things that shortcutted my my weight loss journey so many times, I was looking for a shortcut. I was looking for the quick and easy fix. I was looking for this diet or this exercise. And uh, now it's come down to two things. I'm going to exercise 20 minutes a day. Uh, in the morning, and then typically Sunday nights, I fix my breakfasts for the whole week, I fix my lunch for the whole week, and I fix my dinners for the whole week. I pre-cook all my meals, uh, pretty much Monday through Friday. Like to, I'm recording this on Saturday. Saturday, don't eat breakfast. Um, Sundays, I do eat breakfast because I, I want to be sharp at church or whatever. But I'm, I'm still experimenting with all that. Um, but that's work. Exercising every day is work. Preparing your meals is work. There's no shortcut. There's no magic pill. There's no whatever. It's going to take hard work. You got to figure out the price and you got to pay it. And right now the, the price for me is time and commitment. And I know sooner or later I'm going to have to up the price and and exercise with more intensity 
Um, but yeah, there's no shortcuts. You got to swear them off. Number four, you got to trade in your pride. Elbert Hubbard, who was an expert craftsman and writer, said, The greatest mistake one can make in life is to be continually fearing you will make a mistake. You cannot be prideful and teachable at the same time. For everything you gain, you lose something. To gain growth, you have to give up your pride. Being teachable means you have to admit you don't know everything. goes back. Being teachable means that sometimes you got to be quiet. Being teachable means that sometimes you're not going to have anything to add to the conversation. Uh, you know, I have been, I think, what I've experienced here recently is when new people are in new situations, they they feel this need to prove themselves with what they know. And so they want to show you everything. They want to tell you everything they know and everything they can do because they, they want to be accepted. They want to be trusted. And so when someone first comes in, it's hard to be teachable because you're trying to prove yourself. You're trying to show you belong. But if you're going to be teachable, you can't be prideful too. You got to choose one or the other. Here's the last thing, the fifth thing. Never pay twice for the same mistake. Teddy Roosevelt said, He who makes no mistakes makes no progress. But as a teachable leader, you're going to make mistakes. You need to forget your mistakes, but always remember what they taught what they taught you. If you don't remember what you learned from your mistakes, you're going to make the same mistakes over and over and over again. And uh, that's what costs you, is when you don't apply what you learn. Uh, I, made, I made a mistake the, the other day. We were filming something, had my equipment set up wrong. It wasn't a fatal mistake. It wasn't one that like killed the whole project. It did add some work for me on the back end. And so when I went to film the next project, I remembered, hey, Heath, you know, you had this setting wrong the last time. Get it right this time. And so I remembered. You got to learn from your mistakes. You learn from your mistakes. It means more focus, but a little less work, less frustration, and, and much more happiness. What are some ways... We can improve our teachability. Maybe you're listening to this and you're like, I think I'm pretty teachable. Well, it doesn't matter how teachable. You know, if you could be at an 11 on the teachable scale, you know, on a scale of 1 to 10, you could be the most teachable person and you can still improve. Here's some ways. Observe how you react to mistakes. Do you admit your mistakes? Do you apologize for your mistakes? Are you defensive about your mistakes? Observe yourself. Ask a trusted friend their opinion on how you reacted. 
if you react badly or you make no mistakes at all, you need to work on your teachability, a habit that I am trying to break going into the new year is whenever I make a mistake, like especially if like I'm working on the computer or driving or something, if I make a mistake, I just say, come on, mulligan. And what I'm finding is that, you know, when I was playing sports, I did not respond well to yelling. Uh, some coaches just yell at everybody. And that's, you know, whatever. But if the coach had kind of pulled me to the side and said, hey, this is what I need you to do. You're not hustling. And if you and he had explained to me, you know, um, I, you know, now sometimes we do need to be yelled at but what I have found is when I when I do that to myself it throws me off um but I'm working through that I'm, I want to be you know the more I read about personal growth man I, I'm reading a lot about positive self-talk and for me saying come on mulligan that's not positive self-talk so I'm trying to develop ways to speak inside my head, to speak verbally to myself, to get me to the place that I want to go, to be the person I want to be. I don't want to be a person that yells at themselves. I don't want to be the. I don't want to be that person. I don't want to be Michael Scott from the Office playing basketball. Shooting an air ball. What is wrong with me? I normally make... I don't want to be that guy. I want to be, you know... So I'm, I'm working on that. I'm trying to figure out what that looks like. Number two, try something new. Go out of your way today to do something different that will stretch you mentally, emotionally, or physically. Challenges. Challenges change us for the better. Uh, I was reading through that. I'm going to be honest. Like I, I could think of something that would stretch me mentally and I can think of something that stretched me physically, but I, I'm going to work on this. Like what is something that would stretch me emotionally? Is it something that requires more willpower, something that requires more focus? Maybe I, I don't know. I want to dig a little deeper into that. Uh, I'm excited to do that. Uh, Maybe it's, uh, you know, I tell you, if you really want to stretch yourself, get in the longest line at the supermarket or Walmart or wherever you're at. Look at the lines, get in the longest one, and you can't get on your phone while you're in the line. You want to learn patience. You want to learn observation. You want to learn listening skills. Get in the longest line and put your phone away. And just in, and just rest in those moments. Take some deep breaths. Pray. That will stretch you. Uh, here's the last thing. Learn in your area of strength 
Read six to 12 books a year on leadership or your field of specialization. Continuing to learn in an area where you are already an expert prevents you from becoming jaded and unteachable. One of the things going into the new year is I've already mapped out my reading plan for 2021. I know what I'm reading every single day of the year. And there's some of these books that I'm going to be reading that I typically wouldn't have chosen. Like there's, uh, there are some months that the books are matched up. There's one month in particular that I'm reading a book on preaching while also reading a book on the greatest speeches of all time. So there's things like that. They kind of go hand in hand. But there's some of the books in my list that I'm like, man, I really don't want to read this book. But it's like, you bought this book. Be a good steward. Read this book and then give it away. So I, I my attitude is, you know what? I really don't want to read this book. But I'm going to be teachable to learn something from that book. Um, but what I'm saying all that to say... There are some books this year definitely feeding into my areas of strength. but And there's some books that aren't. And so as I get ready for 2022, I'm, I'm hoping to learn from this year. This will be my first full year really doing this. I'm hoping to learn and in 2022 pick more specific books. Like right now, I'm just trying to clear off my bookcase. Like literally. I'm just trying to clear off my bookcase. And I've got hundreds of other books that I got to go through. Most of them are church-related stuff. So I'm going to need to be very specific. And I have told myself I cannot buy any more books until I read and give these some away. So it's like give a book away, then you can buy a book. So I'm pretty pretty excited about, about all that. Let me leave you with this. This is a story from the book. <coughs> Tough Headman was one of the uh, greatest bull riders, world champion. Here's what happened. After he won his third world championship, he didn't have a big celebration. He simply moved on to Denver where they were going to start the ne- next season. And he started the process of training and getting ready for the season all over again. And somebody asked him why he did that. And this is what he said. The bull won't care what I did last week. Whether you're an untested rookie or a successful veteran, if you want to be a champion tomorrow, be teachable today. I love that. The bull won't care what I did last week. That's phenomenal. Here's the thing. You always got to be pushing forward. Uh, I was talking to a friend the other day, uh, and he was telling me some of his goals. And one of his goals was to learn a new language. And he was trying to figure out why, or not not why. He was trying to figure out how he was going to learn this new language. And he was he was looking at it, and dude, it was a pretty exciting goal. And it was he was wanting to learn something new, and that's exciting. Like, that gets me excited when people say, hey, I want to learn this. I want to learn that. Right now, I'm learning. I'm going through a course on, on launching a product. A product. Uh, Jeff Walker's a guy. 
he he developed created this thing called product launch formula right now i'm going through the class i'm learning that i just finished his book and i was excited man and there's i mean i don't know how many videos there are but i'm I'm learning that kind of stuff one of my things i've talked about this before uh, there's a young man that works at our university now who's an excellent filmmaker, excellent videographer, and, and knows all about light and shading and all that. And I, I want to spend time with him because I want to get better. And one of my huge areas of weaknesses, like I've, I've learned a lot about sound and editing, I really want to learn about lighting. And I want to know, hey, what kind of lighting do I need? How do I set this up? And so I want to spend time with this young man, but I also, you know, going to do a lot of YouTube searching. I want to learn. I want to know more about that. I want to be teachable in that area. So no matter where you're at today, man, my number one prayer for you is you would just swallow your pride. And you would be that you would have your eyes open to the gaps in your knowledge. Now, there's some gaps in knowledge that don't that don't matter. It doesn't matter that I don't know every soccer team in the English Premier League. For me, that gap in knowledge does not matter. The gap in knowledge about lighting for video, that could be that could be detrimental to some of the things I'm trying to do. I mean, I own a video streaming company. So I need to learn lighting. And I want to get better in that. I want to I want to improve. And so may God help us to see the gaps in our knowledge that need to be filled and how to fill them. And who, who can we reach out to? Who can we reach out to? What book can we read? Who can we learn from? So may God be with you today. May he reveal those gaps to you. May he help you to swallow your pride. May he creating you a genuine excitement for learning and growing and, and and being teachable may that be a priority for you every day is to maintain what what is teachability it is at its core an attitude take on the attitude of a servant and take on the attitude of a student of a learner of an apprentice, of a Padawan, if you will. Take on that attitude and you will grow. You will learn the things you need to learn and you will have a lasting impact. God bless. Have a great day and we'll see you soon.